Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 175 of the IA Cast. I figured I'd change it up a little bit from my typical intro there. I'm Michael Doeys, and I'm here with a returning, a few returning faces this time. We have Jeff Bishop. Hi, everybody. And we have Taylor Arndt. Hello, everyone. All right. So, yes, we have some folks that are, are, are back today. And so I'm glad you guys are back with me. It's going to be a great episode. And, uh, you know, it, it's really cool to get folks on the show that haven't been here for a little while and you know since the show's been back on regularly it's it's great and uh just very glad to be here so uh we have quite well this is a complete csun wrap-up show but i want to talk about you know a few uh topics first uh and then and you know uh jeff has not been on in a while and and uh, so we, we just wanted to talk about several things. And, and so we've gotten several things in the news. Some of them actually go with CSUN. But uh, I think the first thing I want to start with is uh, GPT-4. Are you guys excited about this? Oh, my goodness. I was watching the OpenAI developer stream when it first came out. And I couldn't believe myself. I basically stopped everything I was doing. And I watched that whole stream. And I'm like, what and then especially the part at the end i don't know if you remember that michael where they basically uploaded the entire tax code into gpt4 and it was answering tax questions yeah i kind of felt that was interesting of course i'm a tax person so you know i had to say that but i felt everything else was interesting as well i didn't think they uploaded the whole tax code i think it was just a certain portion of it from what i remember hearing they did upload a lot of it most of it because they had other videos that were expanding on that live stream that i saw so yes in the live stream they weren't uploading the entire tax code but in other videos they were so other youtubers so jeff what are your thoughts on on gpt4 well i think that the big thing here is that you know uh not so much about chat gpt4 but that the that the news was you know, commenting that the new Bing is using Chat GPT four. Oh, is it? Yep. Yep. Yeah, and uh, it's been apparently now. I I I must be fully transparent here. I work for Microsoft, but I do not work on the team, and I don't really have inside knowledge of what's going on on the Bing side. So I, I'm basing this strictly on on what I've read in the press. So I I don't want to, you know, make any quote factual statements here on this so this i want to make that you know very very clear uh to the audience here uh but it, it's really incredibly interesting to see how quickly you know things are moving you know in this space um it's it's just so much fun to actually see this i think it's the next huge thing in computing and, I agree. You know, if if this is just the beginning of where we are with this technology, can you imagine where we'll be in say, you know, three to five years? I oh, I, I, I don't even know. Oh, I, know. I don't even know. Well, we're gonna be wow. 
It's going to be great. You know, it's, it's interesting to me because we had, uh, you know, I've been listening to podcasts and watching videos and, you know, the biggest thing that came out with this is Be My Eyes was approached by OpenAI and they, they knew about the service and they said, would you like to partner with us on GPT-4? And, and Be My Eyes is the first company that's using the multi-input model for chat GPT with images and, yeah. and yep. where you could upload images and have it describe them. And uh, there's videos from Lucy Edwards, who is really into fashion and she was just blown away by what it was able to describe. And, and it really does do some amazing work. It describing does. Magazines and, and, and yep. books and things. There were two videos, right? She showed one where she was doing all kinds of different things, and it was just sort of showing the the capabilities of Be My Eyes using AI. And then they had this other video, which was just her taking pictures from a book mm-hmm. and asking questions about you know the, the book. And it was a book on fashion, and it, it gave all these really really detailed uh, right descriptions of yeah. what people looked like. And I mean, it was incredibly just amazing it was awesome and yeah then, and then we we uh yeah <laughs> the weird things you do at 10 30 at night i guess i don't know so uh-huh. we were we were uh just wrapping up uh, a long day and and we thought well let's let's take a look at uh you know uh the new the new being and let's try some things so i i was in the living room with my wife and i thought well let's see if you can write a, a, a poem for my wife you know so I, I gave I gave it a couple of things about her, and it wrote a poem. And I thought, eh, you know, that wasn't that interesting. I mean, it was good, but it wasn't. It was better than I would write, trust me. But but it wasn't it wasn't spectacular, you know. Right. And I thought, well, what if I told it to make it a song? Oh boy! <laughs> right? Yeah. And I thought, well, what's it going to do with that? You know, and. And the song was way better than the really? poem was. Yeah. Really? Now, of course, it, now of course it didn't. You know, do the melody in things right that, mm-hmm. that I asked it to. I asked it to sing it actually, and it would. <laughs> it said it couldn't. It couldn't do that. But uh, the song was way better. It had it had verses and it had you know uh, all that stuff in it. <laughs> it was way better than the poem was. That's but, awesome. But you know that <laughs> when, yeah, you, when you say really that cool. though. We're at this age where you can make that into a song. Yes, you can. Yeah, and and there's, because yeah. you know, there's Google APIs for converting things from uh, 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 text to speech, and you know, they they had a demo from uh, um, Fireship where he used ChatGPT to make things. Uh, ChatGPT actually speak out loud with mm-hmm. with a dra- JavaScript framework and things like that. So really, yes, it is possible. I did not see that, Michael. I'm gonna yes. have to check that out. Yes, uh, it's on the Fireship uh, YouTube channel. And so okay. the fact that we're able to hmm. chain these AI technologies together is really incredible. <clears throat> yeah, I just think we're just at the very beginning of this, right. and. You know, there's there's all kinds of companies getting involved in this. There's, you know, Envision has said that they're going to be putting ChatGPT in into uh, the Envision glasses. I'll find that interesting. So mm-hmm. that will be very fascinating. It, you know, we'll just see where this is, you know, going to go. I, I would not be surprised if uh, Ira does something with this. I mean, AI is built into their name. Why not? Right? Yes. Uh, right. They're not announcing anything. Let's make that perfectly clear. But. 
that would not be shocking to me to see some innovation happening in that space. I Speaking saw of Ira, by the way, mm-hmm. they announced a new app. Mm-hmm. They did. They did that at CSUN as well. Now, the only problem that I had was they sent out a press release to everybody. And it said, you know, go to this link to get the new Ira Explorer app. But the problem was, is it opened in, it opened uh, your old Ira Legacy app. Oh, no. Ira Legacy app. And I'm like, wow. So Jeff, I, thought, well, I didn't have a- that problem. You did not? No. No. Really? Really? Oh, that, so I'm not oh, sure that's what that's all about because I just downloaded it. Okay. So I had to go to the store. Mm-hmm. And I had to search for Ira Explorer, and then I was able to download it. But the link itself Weird. opened up the old app for me. I know that why. That is strange. Because they're using, on, on their website, they have a link. Um, and, and I've done this in other apps where uh, you can have links open your app. Um, you, oh. know, um, you know, the app I work on daily does that, but we... <laughs> I, I programmed it so only certain links would open your app. Whereas it sounds like Ira did not do that. <laughs> well, so, and I never, I, maybe they fixed their link. That, that is entirely possible. Mm-hmm. So, you know I, that I, is possible. not to throw them under the bus because, right. I, I mean, who knows, right? I, it, it could have been me. It could have been my DNS provider. I, I, you know, you don't know these things, right? Who knows? It's, it's, it's who knows, right? So I don't want to throw them under the bus on this. It's not, that's not what this is about. No. It just took me, the, the only reason I'm bringing it up is that if it's happening to you, then you should go to the app store and do a search for Ira Explorer and then you'll get, and then you'll get the new app. And it's, it's very interesting. It's a web-based app, right, Michael? That's what I've heard. I've heard that it's, uh, it's flutter. Yeah. It's it kind is. Of flutter. <clears throat> and one thing with that is, uh, I've heard that there's features that are still in the Ira legacy app. So I would, don't remember exactly what those are. Yeah, I don't I would, remember either. I went I ahead and removed both. it, the old one. Really? I yeah. did too. Yeah, I did too. Yeah, yeah. I figured, well, you know, if if it's a feature, I think Ira Live is not part of the new one. That is correct. There's no live tab. I never used it, so. Me either. I, you know, it wasn't something that I'll miss. But I've heard I don't know if there's other files. features. You can. You can attach files. You can send messages. Like yeah, you, you can upload files. Yeah, that's a new feature in in the new one. You can upload. Yes, files. it is. Yeah, that's very cool, and it looks like a native app. It doesn't look like a web based app. I thought, right. oh man, it's going to be a web page. It's not going to you know be intuitive. Well, since no, it's it looks Flutter, just like yeah, it looks just like an iOS app. Since it's Flutter, it's not re- really web. It's it's no. using Google's components. They're not native components, but they make it look just like it's. Yeah, it looks just like iOS. Mm-hmm. It's not a web page, which is good. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's good. Yeah, I have I'm not really tried making a call with it, but uh, I have good. actually. Have you? Okay, yeah, yeah. I want to. Oh, it worked really well. I do. Yeah, that came out oh, what Tuesday afternoon? Was it Tuesday or Wednesday? Something okay. like that. Tuesday or Wednesday? I'm not sure which. I day. believe it was. I don't want to yeah. say for sure. I think it was Tuesday or Wednesday. But the thing is, I learned about it yesterday, so I don't want to say exactly. Oh, I see. I think I think it was yeah. Tuesday afternoon. Okay. But, but, but what was funny about it was that if you kept up to date on your on your um, app updates you actually saw ira uh, legacy first hmm. so they sort yeah, of played their card you know they sort of played their card of oh this is now the legacy version right and so that was you you kind of knew oh well, well legacy well, where's the new one 
Yeah. So that was kind of, I actually kind of liked that. That was kind of clever of them. Here's actually. A teaser. Yeah. It was, that was, that was yeah, it was kind of clever. Yeah. I did see that. Yeah. That was very, very clever. I thought, wow, what's, what's that? Where's the new one? So I kept searching for Ira and couldn't find it. What, you know, and then they finally came out in the afternoon. So yeah, it was good stuff. I do want to pivot back around to something we were talking about before Ira, and that's uh, the Envision glasses. Yeah. Um, Yesterday, Google, I think it was yesterday or oh, Wednesday. Oh, yes. I uh, heard yes. about this. Google made an announcement that they are discontinuing the production and support of the Google Glass Enterprise uh, version, version 2. V2. Hardware. Yeah. So is that, is, is that what Envision's using? I'm, yes, it is. I'm pretty sure it is. So I would, I think we need to follow this a little, you know, kind of closely to see what Envision does and what um, they say they're going to do about this. Because mm. I feel like, you know, this means that their hardware is has been obsoleted. And what concerns me is, is that the if if in if Envision cannot get security updates for their hardware, what are you going to be walking around mm -hmm. with on your head? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that concerns is, me because I have one. Yeah, th th this is the problem I have with some of these really, really small companies. You know, Ira is a little bit bigger. They've been around a little bit longer. Envision has been around for a while, but they've been new to the hardware space. And I, I am just a little concerned about the longevity of the, the glasses. Right. Like maybe the, I'm sure they have a plan. They've got to have something in the works where, you know, maybe they're going to partner with a new vendor. Who who knows? But this is concerning, right? I, I mm -hmm. my guess is that there's some contractual thing where. Google's going to have to support whatever uh, stock of these glasses that they've purchased. Right. That's my, that, I mean, I have no idea. But it's but, still concerning regardless. Yeah, it's a bit concerning. Yeah. But we'll see. Let's let's keep an eye on it and see where, but, you know, see this where might, it goes. This is one of those situations where I bet companies like OrCam are saying, ha, we, we still have the market because our hardware is, you know, we build our own hardware. However... Yeah. One problem with OrCam 2, though, is when your hardware gets obsoleted, it stops getting updates as well. So what's the what's the win for the customer? You know, I don't know that there is one. You pay a lot of money, and a few years down the road, no matter what it is, it just seems to be obsoleted. It, it's not even a year for me, and I think, you know, what we need to do is I've even looked at, like, a Google Pixel phone and one of those neck pouches from Guidelines and Gadgets, thanks to Debbie – Debbie's recommendation. And, you know, that actually, I hate to say it, but it kind of worked better than my Envision glasses, you know? So I think we might have to look at more simple solutions, but I don't know. It's all going to be determined. Of course, I got to go to Apple later today, so I'll be testing that more. But I, yeah, I'll keep you guys posted. You're going to Apple today? Yeah. Are you buying a new Mac again? <laughs> no, Jeff. Actually, I'm getting my AirPods Max repaired although i mean okay. i have thought about I'm just, it I, you know i i don't know i <laughs> was just wondering i thought maybe you were going back to the mac again back to the I, you know what that's a feature that i miss back to What's the that? mac back to my mac yes yeah it's it's it, taylor all over yeah, again all right but do y'all know what that feature did no so back to my mac was a icloud and dot mac feature that let you basically say you had a mac mini at home and it was on the same Apple ID. You could browse all the files on that computer, copy files between your computer and, uh, and that home computer, and even do remote desktop into that Mac 
while you were on the road. It was a fantastic feature. Uh, and then now they just say, well, other apps let you do that. We're taking it out. No, but, I'm going to get AirPods replaced or repaired. So that's what I'm doing. Well, hopefully they'll just give you a new set. Right. I hope so. That'd be nice. Because hers were having this issue where they would, you could use them and then they just reboot. Like if I turn my head, they would reboot. So. Well, speaking of turning heads, uh, we need to talk <laughs> about the elephant in the room. You like that transition, Michael? I, I do. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Right? Yes, that was very good. So there's a new laptop coming. Yes. There is. There, really? There is. Yeah. And this is a, a laptop with Braille integrated. You can either get the the Orbit lower cost Braille cells or, mm -hmm. you know, the standard oh. Braille cells that everyone is using, the Piezo ones. And I don't know that we know price on it yet. I don't know do that we? we do either. I don't no, know we, we do, don't. But, but, but I can tell you that uh, I know of a couple of people who saw this device at CSUN and it looks incredible, apparently. Really? So they, yeah. they did see it because the podcast I've listened to said they had not seen it. Yep, they saw the prototype. Okay. Yep, they did. Yep. Wow. Yep. I, I I I won't give names here, but but uh, two people that that you guys know mm -hmm. uh, have seen it, and wow. it's uh, it's great. It's it, it's very modular, and you know it, it's got you know up to date hardware, mm -hmm. uh, and you can you can put whatever you want in it. So this will be very interesting to see where, where this lands. And, you know, I, I, the interesting thing about this is, you know, uh, people on podcasts have said, well, the, what makes this different from the L Braille and the PacMade and the others that have come before? And, and my thought is, if it's modular and you could upgrade things in the future, that's where this is going to matter. And, yes. That's right. Yeah. And, and I think that the form factor it looks for the picture that I've seen makes it look very similar to a Mantis Q40. Yes, that's exactly what I was uh, told is that it looks very similar to that. But does it have like a screen for like a laptop? No, no, no screen. No screen oh. at all. Yeah, no oh, screen. God. So my question is is can the braille display be separated from the device? It doesn't my... look like it. It uh, but you know it's modular, so maybe that, that yeah, would be I, I, very I don't know. interesting. Because my question is, well, what if the Braille cells die in it? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then and then what? Can you right. use it just as a laptop at that point? Or I have I have questions. I have right. loads of questions. I have loads of questions. I have loads of questions too. I mean, if the Braille display dies, Jeff and Michael would be like a keyboard, right? You what do you well, well it it's, be a full I think laptop. it has a QWERTY keyboard. It does have a QWERTY keyboard. Okay. Mm -hmm. So it's not using six dot braille or eight dot braille. It's it's a QWERTY keyboard. And uh you could I'm sure you could plug in a monitor, you could plug in speakers, all those things if you yeah, want. Yeah, I'm sure to. you can. Yeah. But you know, mm. e even if the braille cells die, it's still a useful device. And I think you can you can configure what USB port configurations you want and all the really? you know, HD. Yeah, so I believe that's true. That's fascinating. Huh. Yeah, I think you can go crazy in, in how you can configure this And I device. believe this thing's called the Optima. Yeah, they've got to be use, using a very, very specialized motherboard for that then. Right. Because, so we'll see. Uh, it's a year Yeah, we'll away, see. Though. But I'm, I'm curious. I, I, I'm wondering, since it's modular, what the performance is going to be. Because one of the biggest well, things... You can put an A9 in it. 
or an i9. I've heard that. But one of yeah. the things that I'm curious about is since it is modular and you can change out parts, will it be as performant as a part as a machine where everything's on the board? I don't think it will be, right? But well, it's yeah. a laptop, so right. it's probably using laptop class chips. I, right. I, I don't I don't know. Yeah, uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. But it's but it's it's a year away, I think, is what they're saying. Oh really? Yeah. Wow. Coming out next year. Wow. Now another device that looked kind of interesting was the Sense Player. What do you think of I that? I did see that. Yeah. I did hear now, about that. that. Now That's this is this is a competitor to the Victor Reader Stream 3. Right. It's a Android device with uh more Android-based apps on it. It's got this uh T9 mm-hmm. keyboard input uh, to be able to, to control things like iPhones and Android phones. Uh, it, it You can buy it with and without a camera. So you can do OCR with the one with the camera. Right. Hmm. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I, 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 and I don't know about the Victor Reader Stream 3 either. I mean, I own a 2. So I think if I did not own a two, I, I would probably buy a three. Mm-hmm. But I don't know that I would buy the three until such time as my tube died. Right. So I don't know. We'll we'll see. Uh, you know, I uh, I I don't know. But you know, it's very interesting. It's early. That a lot of these kind of products are making a comeback in the blind community because so many people were going to the smartphones and so many people yep. were going to mainstream tech. And I feel like a lot of these companies are making a comeback because I don't know if it's because a lot of people are uh, just wanting something simpler or uh-huh. because of people wanting different or if it's because they just want something, you know, that they can just use other than their iPhone. Right. Well, I, I think it's going to be interesting to see where battery technology goes and things like smartphones. If if battery technology dramatically improves, I think that's going to be a little bit of a problem for things like the Victor Reader Stream. For me personally, now for for many people, they like buttons and they like the tactile, you know, feedback, and they like having a separate device so they're not getting interrupted from, you know, getting push notifications or phone calls or whatever the case may be. Now for me, I, I tend to, you know, turn my phone on Do Not Disturb and you know, use shortcuts to be able to, to hide a lot of that. If I'm, if I'm reading and I don't want to be disturbed, disturbed if I'm watching a movie. Uh, but the biggest issue that I have is I would like to have longer battery life for things like reading a book, you know? Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Uh, this, you know, I have an I, iPhone 14 pro max and I can generally get a 18 to 20 hour a day out of my phone. Mm-hmm. And so if I could get another, you know, eight to 10 hours out of the battery eventually, I don't know that I personally would need to get one because I don't have a problem with the touchscreen personally. You know, I, right. that's okay with me. Right. But, but there's a place for this, right? There's, there's, you know, there's people who are older who want this, you know, a button oriented type device. Uh, there's something to be said for not being on the internet. Uh, when, when reading, you know, you're in a car and you're, you just want to read and you don't want to have to worry mm-hmm. about whether or not your battery's going to run down. There's, I mean, I get it. I completely get you it. You lose power. Yeah. There's yeah. so many things uh, that, yeah. I get it. I get it. 
And you know what? Who knows? You know, ask me in three months from now. There's supposedly a new feature in the Victor Reader Stream 3 coming out in April slash May, something like that. That's supposed to be incredible. It's supposed to be some kind of a radio-oriented feature, according Mm, to the hints that they've given us. Anybody have any guesses as to what that is? I have a few guesses. Radio, Mm. like listening to radio? Yeah. So I think it's either going to be direct tune-in integration Mm -hmm. or iHeartMedia integration. Huh. Interesting. Fascinating. Yeah. Now the question is, if it's if it's TuneIn, can you sign into your TuneIn Pro subscription, or is it I, Sirius XM? Now that would be very. Would be, I love Sirius XM. So right now, that cool. would be interesting. So yeah. everybody, get your guesses going, and then mm-hmm. we'll see who's right. It's right. got to be yeah. one of those. I think. I don't exactly. know that there's much more. You know, maybe when, it's BBC. When, I don't know. When you said radio, I was thinking, oh, could it be like? Amateur radio? No, 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 no. no, Well, I was thinking the same thing, actually. No, 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 no. They already support OO Tunes, but OO Tunes, you know, it. it, While while Steve, the the guy who developed OO Tunes, is is a really great guy, and I've worked with him on getting some links fixed and things. He's one guy, Mm -hmm. so if they can actually get to a a platform that is more mainstream, like TuneIn, that would be that would be really amazing. Yeah. So let's see. Let's let's see what happens. And on the sense player, you know, I think it's a little early to be doing a lot of comparisons yet. I mm-hmm. I, I want to see what that is going to look like when it's out in the field. So let's come back to this, say, in April, May, where okay. you know, people right. have had an opportunity to actually show demonstrations of the unit on podcasts. And right now, everyone's just, you know, talking about the device. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I don't know that anybody has had an opportunity to actually show us it in action. At least I haven't seen anything. Mm-hmm. No, I haven't either. So you're seeing yeah. like a podcast in like April and May. Well, I, I think as convention time comes closer. You yeah, know, that's July. Yeah. But, yep, yep. But I think a lot of our questions about all of these things will be answered closer to and during and after convention. Yep. Um, because that's when, you know, this is to to get people excited and convention time is to say, here's our great new stuff, right? Yep. 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 Time will tell. Mm-hmm. Yep. So be on the lookout during conventions. You know, the, the other thing, and, and I think this is completely hilarious because it wasn't planned, but uh, Way Around 4.2 also was released this week. Right, with Spanish and French, is and it? French, yes. Yeah. Okay, and, yeah. see, I, re- I remembered, yeah. And several Spanish Android and fixes as well. So okay. uh, it's a pretty neat update. So it, it's, you know, I, I think a lot of apps, and not just Way Around, but a lot of apps are, what languages can I use this in? Right. And I think when when you see more um, accessibility to other languages, that's where you you know you start to see more folks using different products and yeah. uh, things like that. Well, there's this guy that that works on that product. It will be interesting to see if we can get him on a podcast to talk about whether or not AI is <laughs> yeah, coming well, to that application. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah we'll, we, have to, might, we'll have to call him up and see right. if he can come and talk, that, tell us more about that. That might be a conversation at some point that we might have to have. All right. Well, if you know him, you, yeah, you know, let us well, let we'll us have know. To get in contact. <laughs> okay, that would be good. <laughs> so, yeah that that actually would be a very interesting conversation. I think. Yeah, you could interview yourself. Right. Yeah, that would be fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> or we'd interview you. Yeah, 
I don't know. I thought I like the idea of him interviewing himself. I'd be, uh, well, yeah. you know, GPT to do that or something. I, I, oh, I talk God. to myself all the time when I'm programming. It's, it's yeah, and your book break, Michael. No, well, yeah. it's funny because I don't remember what day it was, but I, I just stood up and I said, so that's how you do it. What you have to do is do this and this and this. And I bet people no. are looking at me like, what is wrong with that guy? Oh, they've been doing that for years, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> that's what happens to us geeks. You know, they yes. think, what are they doing? Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I do it too, just in different ways. Yep. I think that was really the highlights of, of the big ticket items that we saw from CSUN, right, Michael? I think so too. Yes. Those are the biggest products that, that we've that we've heard of. I'm sure yeah, there's I'm sure there are more. And we'll just have to wait and see what people come back to. There'll be mm-hmm. podcasts and interviews and people will be, you know, blogging and all of that. But uh, those were the big ticket items. And so we'll just have to see uh, where it goes from here. Yeah. And yeah. You know, one, one thing that is, is interesting that I want to point out, and it's been mentioned on other shows, is that it's interesting how there's a very different change at CSUN and I guess ATIA and other conferences. And I don't agree with this sentiment, but I, I want to put it out there that, you know, we have not seen the big companies, uh, the big mainstream companies at these conferences. It's mainly gone back to the specialist uh, technology, assistive technology companies at these conferences. And <clears throat> I feel like that's almost like, I, I know some people really like that because it showcases what's available and, and they have more area to shine. But I do feel like it's, it is a disservice because you do not get to see the full range of what's coming, what's available, what's possible with these mainstream companies. Like, you know, it's, it was neat to be able to sit down with a Chromebook and just see, okay, this is the latest stuff coming to the screen readers, or these are for, you know, uh, narrator, or this is coming for, uh, well, Apple never really had a big presence, but, you know, Amazon with a lady or the, the microwave ovens, that was some of the coolest things. But, you know, I think a lot of that has to do with budget and, and other reasons why they stopped going. But I really felt like it was, you know, we got to see all of the um, choice. We were, people were able to make a proper informed choice on which technologies were the best, whether it be mainstream or uh, assistive technology companies specifically. Oh, there was, and I want to get more information about this, but the Orbit, Orbit did it again with the Magna, Magnifier. Oh, yes, they did. Yes, that's right. Yes, they did. Yeah. I wanted to go back to one other thing that people had told me about the conference this year, and that was that it appears that people are returning. It was very crowded. Uh, I heard that, you know, at, at suites and at, you know, uh, big events, there were, you know, four or 500 people inside because I guess it was really rainy and wet outside. So they didn't have a lot of things outside this year at the, at the hotel. And so for some people, it was very difficult for them to hear and to navigate hmm. because it was just so loud. Huh. And that makes sense, right? If you got, got like 400 people in a room, it's really hard. Right. I don't know about you guys, but I, I, I can personally attest yeah. to that. Yeah, it's it, really, it's, really hard. It's difficult. Yeah. And Stevie but, Wonder was there, yeah. apparently. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, he's there every year. 
I did so not know that. Around. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's there every year. I, I almost yeah. I almost accidentally met him one day. Yeah, I met I met him once. I, I actually I actually uh was standing right next to him and his bodyguard was right there and Oh yeah. wow. Yeah. Well, I met oh, him yeah. in an Apple store. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, so real quick, I was going with my sister to get her phone fixed because she got in pushed Michigan? into the pool. Yeah, Michigan. She and got pushed in into the pool. Wow. Yeah, she got pushed into a pool and um, her phone was broken. So, of course, she's like, oh, Taylor, no. come with me to the Apple store. So I go over to the Apple store. Then, you know, I go in there and then uh, basically the Apple attendant's like, oh, Stevie Wonder's here. Do you want to meet him? I'm like, well, sure. So I got to meet him in Michigan because he's originally from Michigan. I don't know if y'all know that. Oh, I didn't know that. That's fascinating. Huh. Yeah. Um, but, Michael... I wanted to go back to that point that you said about the mainstream versus assistive technology companies, because I, I was trying to speak, but I didn't want to cut you off. Um, I think that I actually disagree with you, Michael. I think that having all those mainstream companies actually made it a lot more you know difficult because there's so much to see and you couldn't see it all. And I think having a specialized technology conference actually is better because you're able to see everything and you're you know the corporations kind of took all the spotlight and the smaller companies weren't able to shine as much so i actually take jj's side of this and not yours so it's kind of interesting because i do disagree with what you said i think that it's actually better this way interesting and, yeah. and I, I guess it's just different ways of looking at it because i think uh i think that you know i i guess maybe Money shouldn't decide the space, the showcase size. But yeah, and that's kind of what in, happened. But in before. saying that, though, if you look at like um, even in that space, like Freedom Scientific, when you or Vespero, they purchase so many, <laughs> so much floor space. It's like okay, that's their space. That's their space. That's you know. So it's all about how much you can purchase. So I don't know. I guess it's kind of like. Where where can we get a fair um, understanding of what's available is kind of my point. Uh, yeah. No, and I understand. And I, I think, honestly, that conventions, like, mm-hmm. you know, that's kind of where I see that going. But I don't know. It's kind of interesting. But it kind of comes back to in general, right? Because yeah. and, and this is everywhere and not just in assistive technology, but we're losing our brick and mortar to online shopping mm-hmm. and you know sometimes it's just great to go to best buy or you know back in the day i don't jeff did you ever go to fry's electronics you know we didn't have one in arizona when i lived there um and i've never been to one here in washington i think there is one here somewhere but i i don't think it's necessarily too close by i don't believe that there are any of them anywhere now uh, they oh, really? Closed. Yes. Wow. You know, back in the day, we had CompUSA. We had all of these. Yeah, stores. I've been to a CompUSA. Mm-hmm. I've been there. I loved. I loved those stores. You know, Staples. All these places where you could just go and. Oh, live. I love Staples. And and even you know, uh, Microsoft had a store. All these places where you could just go in and put your hands on technology. And I feel like we've lost a lot of that. And. Uh, there's no way to really see these things effectively before you buy them. YouTube and other video services do not do them justice, even if you have sight. Because 
Sometimes you just don't know if something's the right form factor unless you could put your hands on it and use it for a few minutes. And I think that's why Apple is still so profitable is people can go into their stores and actually say, okay, this is the right computer for me. Um, but that's just my view. So I agree with that, Michael. You know, I, I think that that's where we as a society moving towards technology have realized are starting to, and, and I've made this argument a lot. People will probably get tired of me here saying this, but I think that we are, we've really hurt our ourselves with algorithms, you know, whether it be social media, yep. shopping, things like that. So I think that that's just, that's my view. I agree with you on that. And, and, and that's why like, you know, I enjoy Mastodon for my social media because you get a realistic view of your timeline. Would would you agree with that, Jeff? Yeah, I agree, Michael. Yeah. And but, I've even started to use Mastodon. So what a shocker. Yeah. I know. Of course, if you guys historically have seen what I've been doing, I am very, you know, popular, I guess, on Twitter. And that's really because the accountants just don't want to move, right? The accountants don't want to move. And of course, since I am doing taxes and things like that, I kind of have to be where the people are. But having said that, now that I'm going more into the web accessibility, especially going into a business side of things, I am going to be a Mastodon more. And I'm actually on the accessibility.social server. So I'm super excited about that. Yeah. So it, it's just in... You know, I'm in both places. I try to be where everybody is because I think conversations need to be where everybody is located. Yeah. So, um, you know, I'm on Twitter, Mastodon, all the places. Uh, and it's funny because as we were talking about that, my Mastodon went off. <laughs> my Twitter went off. So that's pretty funny. But, um, you know, I think that this has been a, a good discussion about uh, – uh, CSUN and, and this conference. Do you have any, do you guys have any final thoughts before we go ahead and wrap up on this? I do, Michael. Um, and that would be that I am super excited because I want to go to CSUN. I've always wanted to go to CSUN, but for whatever reason, I couldn't go. But I'm hoping that next year I can go. Although I have had a crazy week in South by Southwest. So that's another conference that's been going on. And you know, they've had a huge accessibility presence this year. It's kind of like there's been three conferences this week there with CSUN, AxCon, and South by Southwest. It was crazy for the accessibility community. And South by Southwest has been increasing its uh, accessibility and assistive technology presence uh, yes. through several years. It has. And it's just gotten really big this year. I mean, at that accessibility meetup I went to, I believe there was like 100 people. Wow. So big. So, Jeff, what were your kind of big takeaways? What, what did you find the most interesting um, from from this past week at CSUN? I think it's all about AI and the future of portable technology. So, you know, looking to see where Be My Eyes goes and Envision, and of course, this new laptop from Orbit. I think these are the things to keep an eye on in the coming year. I agree. Personally. Yep. Okay. And, and you can actually join. You can join the wait list to be on the Be My Eyes uh, beta. Um, yes, you can. Already done. Yep. Mm -hmm. Already done. Yep. You can do that. Make sure in the to app. email. Make sure to email Michelle with one L and not two, 
because <laughs> two doesn't work. Just saying. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and and there's a link in the app as well. From what I've been told. Yep, so, that's how I actually joined. Is the app. So when when the NDA and all those things have been lifted, we will do a demo cast of that here on on the IA cast. That's I'm really right. excited about that. And uh, it, I think this has been a great discussion. Um, you know, the CSUN has always been a very big conference in our space. And I think it's going to continue to be that. You know, there was some doubts about CSUN with the uh, with how they handled COVID-19 and things like that. But I think we just need to look past that and just move on and realize that it is still a big you know, it's kind of the CES of assistive technology. So uh, I plan to go back. And, Me too. Uh, I plan to go for the first I, time. I think it would be neat to have a big eye accessibility IA cast meetup over at CSUN next year. Yes, do let's that. do it. Let's yeah. do it. So uh, I think that's going to do it for our discussions. But uh, as we normally do, we uh, have our, our picks. And uh, so... Let's let's put Taylor on the spot to start us out. What's your pick for this time, and where can people find you online? All right. So my pick is an iPad Air. So I got an iPad Air recently for a variety of reasons. Number one, so I can try to take notes in different things because I realized that how unfortunate this is. I have a lot of neuropathy in my fingers, and I cannot read Braille for a very long period of time. It very much sucks. So I decided that I was going to get an iPad Air with a magic keyboard, and I've loved it. I also play Candy Crush, but I just love Candy Crush. So and don't tell anyone I said that. But, um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I love it, and it's great. So those are my picks. And um, where can people find me online? Well, people can find me online in a variety of ways. I am online. I'm sure that if you Google my name, you will find me. But really, you can look on my YouTube channel, Taylor Arndt. You can look on my podcast book site, which is going to be revived and coming back very shortly. You can look on my Twitter at Tay Arndt and the Mastodon. I believe it's at Tay Arndt at accessibility.social. So those are kind of some of the places you can find me. You can also find me on tax Twitter if you are in that kind of community. So, yeah, I'm all over. All right, Jeff. What's your pick and where can people find you? My pick is Ninite Pro. So oh, Ninite, yes. yeah, Ninite Pro. Mm. And it's actually really cheap. It's a, a, a dollar per device Whoa. per month. So it's $12 oh. a year. Whoa. Uh, and it's really cool because, it, you know, Ninite is a service that allows you to go and get, you know, software by simply just going to a website, checking the boxes, it downloads an installer, it installs everything for you without any toolbars and, you know, any sort of bloatware or adware or anything of that nature. And so it's really, really cool. But the cool thing about Pro is that it can install an agent on your device and you can remotely control what updates are distributed on your devices. So if you have a family of laptops or a family of devices, you know, desktops and laptops, then, you know, for four or five dollars a month, you can you can control and make sure that everybody's staying up to date and secure and you know everybody has all the most current stuff on their devices so it's, it's, like it's a really setup. great security uh really good security solution it's nite like n i n i t e 
com. Yeah, it's kind of like Setup, isn't it? Um, on the Mac. Yeah, yeah, similar to that, but it's all yeah. for free base, so- you know, free software. Free software. Yeah, but, free software. Yeah, yeah. I, I love it. Yeah. I love it. I've never seen that Pro, but I'll have to check it out, Jeff. Yes, Pro is really cool. So yeah, it's very right? nice. Yeah, right? I don't think it works on the Mac. Probably no, it does not. not. No, but there no. is an alternative, folks. Yeah, yeah. It's called right? MacApp.link. Oh, that's even different. I didn't even know about that. Okay. Yep. Yep. So I've used that, and I think I told Michael about that. I think so. Okay. Cool. You can find me on Twitter, although I'm not much on that anymore, with all of the third-party apps no longer being able to be used there. But you can find me at Jeff Bishop on Twitter. You can find me on uh, Mastodon at Jeff Bishop at Mastodon dot online. I don't know why I have trouble with that <laughs> word. I don't know why. Anyway, uh, those are the two places you can find me, and I'm mainly, you know, uh, over on Mastodon. So that's where you can, uh, you know, find me posting and and contributing and all those things. So and see, reach I, out, I was, happy to engage. When you were talking about the Optima, I when you mentioned the elephant in the room, I kind of was wondering if you were talking about something with Mastodon that I wasn't prepared for. Oh, no, oh. no, no. <laughs> Not that I know of. No, no. Although Mona is coming out, and that will be my pick when that comes out. And that should, right. be, coming, yeah, it should be coming in. My guess, I, I'm going to make a highly educated guess. He said spring. So my guess is, is we're going to see it sometime in April. Right. And we got a few minutes. And Jeff, you know, if we talked about something before the show, and I wanted to bring it up again, we're both watching Star Trek Picard. Oh, my God. It's so good. Yes. Season oh. three is so Yes, fantastic. it's so, so good. The and, only problem with it is it's not in stereo. So if you're listening with headphones or watching it on your TV and you got stereo speakers, the, the show's not in stereo. And I don't if know if that's because of audio description. Do you know, Michael? I'm pretty sure it is. And I've seen that a lot where audio description tracks are not in stereo. That sucks. That's really bad, right? Mm-hmm. Come on, audio description industry. Wow. Let's step it. Yeah, that's because, man, it would be really cool to hear that in stereo. You know, it makes and, me and, feel like I'm watching like a 1975, mm-hmm. you know, and, sitcom you, or, you know, you it's know, interesting. <laughs> something. It's interesting that you mentioned that because I I watch everything with audio description, but one of my favorite shows, and I've used it as a pick here on the IA cast, uh, The Last of Us is a fantastic yeah. show. Yeah. But I'm rewatching it with my family without audio description, and there's sounds or even words because they're quiet that right. I've missed on right. the audio description track. Right. I'm like, oh, I didn't know they mentioned that at wow. that point of the show. Wow. And so I'm like, man, why, why do I miss all these things with audio description on? And I wonder sometimes if we get too much information through the audio description that we miss some of the dialogue. Yeah. I'm wondering the same thing. I'm wondering the same thing. Like Mm. maybe we're having information overload. And so we miss parts of the dialogue that are important. Like I was like that person, I didn't realize that person was mentioned in episode one because it comes back to be mentioned and a whole story about it in episode eight. Right. So You know, I and I'm kind of going to this point where I think people should watch with audio description, but also turn it off and see what things that you've missed. I have no idea where the show is going, but mm-hmm. we know we yes. know that Jordy is going to make an appearance, mm-hmm. and we know that that and this is not a spoiler because this was announced before the show even started. Mm-hmm. We know we know that Lore 
is yes. coming. Yes. But we have, I, I mean, we you know, there's, no hints, there's hints, there's hints in it uh, as, where we think we're going here, but I don't know how they're going to get all this you know, together. Well, I mean, and, there, and, there's, and another, another villain, another villain, Moriarty from the next generation. Yes, exactly right. Well. Yes, so, where's he at? And yeah. we haven't even seen him yet. We've got five more episodes. Oh, oh to go. my gosh, it's so good! <laughs> so, oh my god, I have not been this excited. I think the last show that I got so excited about was Obi Wan Kenobi right. on Disney. Yes, I, I remember coming home, and I would I would be working, and then you know it would be nine o'clock on a Thursday night, and I'm like, oh my god, Star Wars is out, so I'd go watch that and stay up. And I've been doing the same thing on Wednesday nights yes. now, except for this week. Because Michael texted me or called me. You called me, I think. Right. Uh, this week and went, oh, my gosh, did you see the episode? I'm like, I totally forgot. I was like, so, so, you know, I I, I was like, okay, I'm going to watch it. I was in a, I was in an, a lift. So I was like, okay, I'm going to start watching it in the car. So gosh knows how much data I used to do that. But, you know, God. Who knows? <laughs> but like, wow. Yeah, it was so good. Oh my yes. gosh, and, that, and episode five was on. Oh, oh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, so good! Yeah, it was so good, so, <laughs> it was so so good. Yeah, if you're a next generation fan and you're not watching this series, uh, you know, well, <laughs> you need to fix that. <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have it's, to put a special uh, uh, notice on the on the promotion for this episode if and say if you if you want a great geek out moment, wait to the end. You'll get yes, exactly. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh, it was so good. Oh my gosh, it was so so good. So, so excited about it. Yes, me too. So uh, I guess my pick for this week, uh, I had one and I totally blanked on what it was because I got so excited about this. Um, wow. Uh, pick Picard. We just talked about it. There you go. I've picked Picard before, but I. I, I oh, that's it. okay. It's I'll so good. That's okay. It again. Do it again. I'll pick episode five because it okay, was yes. so good. It, it, well, there are reasons why episode five is very special, yes. by the way. And, and, and yes, and I shocking, shocking it. is what it was. Yes, I will absolutely not spoil shocking. It. Yeah, <laughs> so <laughs> had that, that, no idea that was coming. <laughs> no, no, because yeah. nobody announced that. So, and, oh and my gosh, I was like, what, what, where did that come from? <laughs> right. So I, I, that is going to be my pick. So check it out. If you're not, even, even if you're not, a, I think you could watch this season without even watching Star Trek. You could, you can watch this without seeing Picard seasons one and two mm -hmm. at all. Right. Right. As long, you know, especially if you're a next generation fan, mm -hmm. it, it picks up in a, in a place where you don't really need to have the, the background of the first two seasons. Right. Right. So. And, and and he's getting his voice is getting better, although he mm -hmm. still sounds like he's about to die. But that's yeah. <laughs> and, and maybe he is in this show. I don't know. We'll find out. Maybe. I don't know. It might be a fond farewell. Mm -hmm. We'll see. So my pick is episode five of Picard. So good. So okay. uh, we'll be back to talk about episode yeah. 10. And either we will be crying <laughs> or we will be ecstatic or maybe both. That might be our collective pick between me and Jeff yeah. on that episode. <laughs> oh, so I don't know. And and then we thought another character was going to. Well, never mind. Mm, yeah, it was so it was so good. Oh, <laughs> that episode was ah, oh, it was so good. <laughs> it was. But to wrap us up, if you want to find me online, I'm Mike Doeys on Twitter. 
I'm at Mike Doeys at techopolis.social on Mastodon, and I'm all over the place. You could email me at mikedoeys at iCloud.com. And also, we have a new version of the iAccessibility app that's about to be in beta. Um, this is kind of, it's not the one I was working on. This is the, uh, we're bringing back the old app, um, all fixed oh. up and shiny. Um, so this one's looking really nice. Um so, Jeff, you'll be able to check it out probably today or tomorrow. All right. Um, I had the beta on my phone. Mm -hmm. This one's the uh, the one that was in the App Store before, but it's all been uh, made okay. better and, and all these all right, other things. Fine. So Perfect. Okay. Um, back to having notifications when things come out. And, all right. Uh, so that's really exciting. I've even uh, improved our podcast player. Um, you'll, you, can, you can speed up that rate to 3x in the Ooh. app. So that's pretty cool. Now, if only Love you could do that, with, you can only do that with podcasts. You can't do that to live streams. Although that'd be no, kind of no, cool if you could do that to live streams. No, because you're buffering. So I don't right. think you can do that. Exactly. Yeah. But yep. make, maybe make it like five seconds behind. And then... Although Overcast does it. You does can do it, it without. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. If you're streaming a podcast, you can speed it up. I still so what think they're it's... probably doing is they're probably buffering. They're probably mm -hmm. buffering, you know, ahead X amount. Right. I, yep. I still think it's hilarious that uh, what happened with Michael Babcock's phone whenever he imported your podcast feed. Oh, yeah, that was good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, I'm up to, I think I'm over 1,500 now. Wow, 1,500 subscription followers yeah. of podcasts. Yeah. Wow. Fun times. And if you haven't checked it out, check out Programmatic, my new programming show. Yeah. Uh, where I just recorded episode five this morning, so... Uh, that'll be out next week, and I'm going to edit episode four and this show today. So um, we want all this stuff to come out today, so really exciting things. So uh, I want to uh, thank everybody for being here. It's been a great IA cast. Thank you, Taylor and Jeff. And uh, it's been great having Jeff on. We need to do this more often. Yeah, it was good. Thanks yeah. for having me, guys. For sure. And we will do this all again very soon. So thank you for everybody that watches on YouTube and everybody that's on the pod that listens to the podcast later. And thank you for being here and we'll see you next time. Bye everybody. Bye folks. Thank you for tuning in to the IA cast. We hope you enjoyed the show and found the conversation to be insightful and informative. If you have any feedback or comments, we'd love to hear from you. Please send us an email at feedback at IACast.net. You can also follow us on Twitter at IACast Network to stay informed about new episodes and other updates. Don't forget to check out more great podcasts on the IACast Network. IACast.net. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you again soon.